This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. All right, what's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. Welcome to another episode of the podcast where I'm answering your jazz and music-related questions five days a week to help you in your jazz journey, to shorten the learning curve, and to help you have more fun than ever playing music. We've got a great question today from Ed Robinson. Let's give it a listen. Hello, Brent. My name is Ed Robinson out of Black Lake, Ohio. I'm a saxophonist. My question is, when... Considering a jazz band, which would you prefer, a trio or a quartet? That's my question. I'm looking forward to your answer and any information pertaining to uh, your your preference. Thanks a lot. Happy New Year. Hey, and what a great question to ask. Before I answer my personal preference, I have to kind of shout out the fact that there is so much value in playing with other musicians. And I know that seems to go without saying maybe for some listening today that, of course, you know, what's the whole point of learning how to play jazz and playing and learning standards and doing music in general? It's to play with other people. But really, especially when it comes down to jazz, it's such a huge part of it, right? It's the interaction, the improvisation, the playing with other musicians and playing in different kinds of settings is not only a lot of fun but it's really good for your musicianship. You know, let me just give you some of my experience here. For example, I'm a guitar player, as many of you know, and I've played hundreds of solo guitar gigs. And a solo guitar gig, yes, it's not with other people, but it has its own sets of challenges, you know, making, you know, a night of music interesting, Um, navigating how to accompany yourself and play the melody and solo like how do you do that well you have to grow as a musician to encounter that particular playing circumstance playing duo with a bass player right there's no drums behind you so you and the bass player are really on even footing as far as keeping the time together and and by the way i'm just speaking from a guitar player's perspective please feel in the blanks for all of you There's a challenge to that duo setting, and it's a different challenge than doing duo with a singer, where once again, you really are this sole timekeeper and soloing and playing solo guitar, except for you're also accompanying a singer. A trio setting, perhaps a trio with bass, saxophone, and guitar is a different feeling from feeling playing a trio with guitar, bass, and drums. A quartet is a lot different than playing, you know, guitar, bass, drums, and saxophone than it is playing with piano, drums, bass, and guitar, right? It's all these different, you know, ways of 
playing in a band, you find your different role that you have to fill. You know, for example, I used to play a gig at what was formerly called the Fat Cat in New York City, where I played with you know, a sextet sometimes, right? There's lots of horn players playing. There was a piano player there. You know, I was really sitting more back and allowing the piano player most of the time, unless he handed the baton to me to do a lot of the comping. I was really acting more like a horn player, you know, playing some parts, uh, coming in there and taking my solo, taking my turn at my solo. And your role changes and there's different challenges depending on the role. So I would really highly encourage to get out there and not only play with other people, but play in different kinds of settings because you're going to grow as a jazz player, as a musician, just being exposed to these different kinds of scenarios. Now, to answer the question of what is my personal preference, it becomes a hard one to answer in the sense that I've learned over time to enjoy certain ones more than others. But I think if you were to, you know, really put me in the position to completely answer that question, it would probably be bass, drums, guitar being me, and saxophone. And the reason I like that setting a lot is because it gives me that freedom as a guitar player to be a comper and yes, to solo while still having that bass and drum foundation behind me. But it also allows me to react to a saxophone player or a trump player, trumpet player, really any horn player, and allow them to kind of like take the lead on melodies sometimes. And, you know, I like that. I like kind of being a supportive role, yet still kind of in the action. So for me, that's a really great quartet setting to be in. But I also feel like maybe second best or sometimes fighting for first is replace that saxophone player with a piano player. And take the comping mostly away from me and just allow me to be the horn player and take a solo and and let the piano player fill in that space. Because I I really love it when a piano player comps for you and the way that piano just fills the room and it just kind of encompasses everything. There's something about a piano comping that, you know, a guitar can't really fill. It it gives a different flavor, which is, is totally okay. That's where the guitar trio can also be fun too. So that's just personal preference. As a saxophone player, phone player, a horn player, a bass player, a piano player, or even a drummer, like you're going to have different preferences. And I hope that you dive in and you figure out which ones are your favorite. But more than anything, I hope you take the challenge of trying out playing in different situations, even, you know, maybe abnormal situations. For example, I played, I've played hundreds of guitar and guitar duo gigs, many, many, many of them. Uh, And they're so much fun and you learn so much and you're inspired by the other player. I've also played gigs that I find very challenging that honestly, I don't always look forward to. Like for example, I don't always look really forward to the times when I've played singer and guitar duo. It's a hard night for me. There's a, it's, 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 it's not as easy for me. I know it's easier for others, but for me, that's, that's not an easy gig, right? Regardless of whether it's my favorite or not, you learn so much from it. You become a better musician for it. And so you really can't lose to dive into the situations that you really like and, and, you know, also dive into the ones that maybe are a challenge or you don't like as much because we're all here to learn. We're all here to grow. So great, great question. That's all for today's podcast. 
episode, remember that knowledge without action isn't really knowledge at all. And a lot of practice time isn't near as good as a little bit of really good practice. All right, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't want you to miss out on tomorrow's episode. It's a really good one. You're going to learn a lot. So make sure you subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever, and we'll see you over there in the next one. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.